Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey cuties, I'm Miles Sexton, a content creator, activist, and loud and proud disruptor of the norm. On Our Private Bits, we talk about the things and people that don't get talked about enough or at all. Trust me, as a sober, HIV-positive, non-binary person, I would know. Join me as I chat with people in my life and from around the world whose stories deserve to be heard. Maybe you'll learn something new and you will definitely LOL. Our Private Bits is also part of the ACAST Creator Network. All right, cuties, today on Our Private Bits, Tyler and I will be talking about sobriety within our relationship and how we find support within each other. Want to say hi, babe? Oh, hey, everyone. (laughs) So some of you may not know, but I am celebrating six years of sobriety. So I'm so proud of you, babe. Thank you. It has been such a transformative journey for me, but I know with sharing, you know, my sobriety online, you know, I've been able to connect with so many people that are sober curious or, you know, are just trying to drink less or use substances less. And I really felt like it was important that we did sort of an episode really, I guess, talking about like what support sort of looks like and sort of the dynamic of, I guess, like alcohol and substances have like within our our relationship and, and our home that we sort of created together. So, but before we get into that, I'm kind of curious though, like when we first started dating and you found out that I was sober, like what was your reaction to that? And be honest, like I, I, I'm, I'm curious about what you think about that. Cause I don't think you knew that about me before we started dating. Um, I, did I know that about you? I feel like I did. I must, I mean, I creeped you. We were in the friend zone. You friend zoned me. Of course I was creeping you. Yeah, I knew you were sober, I think, but it didn't bother me. Like, I don't think I knew the level of sober. I think when we hear um, people talking about being sober or being clean, I, I think I automatically assume that maybe it was, it was drugs, not necessarily alcohol. Yes. Um, To be honest with you, if I was being perfectly honest, um, but it didn't bother me. I just was like, um, very self-conscious, I think, at the beginning of us dating because um, I didn't want to make you uncomfortable because I do still drink. So I was like... Tyler loves a drink. Okay, you mean, okay I do. I, I mean a like, drink. A drink. I Yes, I... I definitely am the kind of person that likes my, like, Ryan Ginger with dinner or um, socially uh, having, having a drink, but it's changed from being the party drinks... Right now? Yeah. I mean, I feel like alcohol in your life is definitely like, you know, that fraternity. I feel like that fraternity movie sort of moment. I feel like it's been like a very ritualistic kind of part of your journey in your life. No, even as a performer. Yeah, 100%. I mean, doing drag shows and working in a bar. But I also didn't start drinking until I was maybe like 21, Hmm. 22. Um, Why do you think that is? Well, first of all, my parents were both cops. Yeah. So my mom was also like the, uh, if you're going to have a drink, you're going to do it at my house. And mm-hmm. I immediately was like, well, my mom thinks it's cool. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Uh, I just think it was, you know, it, it, I was like, nah, it's, she thinks it's cool. 
you know, the whole like teenage rebellious thing. I'm not going to do it if my mom thinks it's cool. But I had uh, friends through high school that, you know, I was also watching drink and just, you know, get their stomach pumped at like 16. I was like, mm, Ugh, don't want to be that we person. All remember that. Yeah. And then, you know, having your first blackout drunk experience in like the field in a farm and wonder how you ended up getting home that night. I think that also puts some terrifying uh, reality in there. But, um, but then I start bartending and then watching everybody else get drunk in a bar. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be that guy that just threw up all over the bathroom wall. Like, so yeah, I, did, I just didn't really drink. I, Atlas agrees. Yes. Ace, you can hear Ace our dogs in the background. So. <laughs> Ace agrees. Um, but yeah, I just didn't want to be that guy. And then uh, I, yeah, I had my like kind of party later in life, I guess. Yeah. Call. But do you find like, I guess, you know, because I think that you've had so many friends from different like friend groups and stuff mm -hmm. as you've gone through your journey in your life and same with me like I find it interesting I think like when drinking becomes the thing that you have in common and like have you noticed that a lot of your relationships have changed like since you're not necessarily like partying every weekend or performing all of the yeah, time yeah totally I mean I definitely not doing shows on a weekly basis and you know getting tipped shots mm -hmm. instead of money and uh, obviously you drink the the more I, I just turn, I don't have a filter to begin with. So when I'm drinking, I have like zero filter and just turn into just like, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm ridiculously funny. I'm the funny drunk. I mean, you might not agree I with me. I feel like you're more the naked drunk versus the funny drunk. Uh, I'm the naked funny drunk. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just settle on that. I feel like as soon as I start drinking, my clothes come off and it's not tequila that makes them come off. And I feel like I just get, yeah, I just start losing my clothes but i mean i'm not complaining yeah i didn't think you would um but yeah definitely my friend group has changed i i, I removed myself from the community for other reasons right mm -hmm. of like from being drag shows and stuff like that just to find my my journey without um necessarily uh being right in the fishbowl which is you know the middle of the you know church the village totally right? um so that kind of definitely changed with people that i don't necessarily see um as much but even through my college friends i think have kind of taken a shift um mm -hmm. still i do have a fairly successful um career and uh, my job also depends on uh, relies on me um to be fit for duty so yeah. you know not showing up hungover being on the ball um i have a fairly safety critical position so i think that's also shifted my way of drinking or when I do drink, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a little smarter about it or I'm not getting to the, the blackout phase. Totally. I did, think, did it bother you? Like when we first started dating that I was still drinking? Or no, I, still I don't think so. I mean, like, I feel like I've been in quite like, you know, I've been in relationships or dated people for periods of time that drank, you know, as I was sort of going on my, on my sober journey, I don't think it ever really like bothered me. I think my, only real trigger I think with being in a relationship with someone is like if someone gets starts getting like messy like mm -hmm. that's when I sort of yes. like yeah have your tolerance issue. is miles to tolerance is like a toddler when it gets to that mile you have no patience no I really don't I, I like I yeah, I, I get very short and I, I just I can't I can't deal well, with it and I don't I don't want to even be around it I just find it a very like I don't know it's just like I, I guess being sober and being on the other side of it, it's like really hard for me to watch people that I love and care about, like allowing themselves to get to that sort of mm -hmm. state when I know it's just so bad for them. What about, you know? um, I know you recently had a trigger when we were together, uh, going to your 
a wedding with me. Yes. For the first time being yeah. sober. How was that? I mean, it was hard. It was really hard for me. I was yeah. like going through it. I felt you like were it was like a full it. therapy moment for me. Like I already sort of had this like, you know, just weddings in general, like give me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Like A, being in a scenario where I don't know the people that I'm going to be around, like makes me anxious. Being sober in that situation makes me anxious. And also being in a setting where dancing is such a big focus. <laughs> I have like a horrible fear of dancing. Miles is like the wacky waving inflatable tube man and mixed with a worm being blown around in the wind. And like people are shocked by this, but I like legitimately like I, I, there's like, no rhythm. I just shut down when there's, it comes to there's dancing. There's no rhythm. <laughs> like, I, I realize that I have a lot of internalized shame that I need to unpack around dancing, yeah. but I am not ready yet to deal with it because I just, like, I always wanted to be a dancer as a kid, like, and it was something that I really pushed my parents to do, but my parents were like, no, you can't be in ballet, you can't be in dance, like, you I need mean, to be in gymnastics, and, like... I don't think it was the worst decision that they've ever done, but, I would like, be an amazing dancer if my parents would have let me... Uh, Instead of shaming me and telling uh, okay. me that it was too feminine. <laughs> no. I get that with the, like with them shaming. I'm just bugging you, babe. I know, but I um know. yeah. If anybody ever sees Miles dance, um, get your videos ready. I feel like it's gonna be a good TikTok viral <laughs> moment because this Miles has the uh the model strut down to like nobody's business. However, <laughs> dancing questionable i feel like i'd be a great voguer because i uh, feel like it's like more posing i don't know maybe maybe yeah or, or like just stick to like the chicken dance you know like just very basic i love you yeah thanks thanks for the encouragement it's the encouragement it's fine but yes the wedding was was brutal in many ways and i yeah i really struggled like i just remember the whole night really wanting a drink you know, and, and I felt like I couldn't escape. And it was like, I was really sort of going through this like mental journey yeah. in my head. And you I know, was watching I, you go through it. Like it was very evident. Totally. And, but I also like, didn't want to ruin your night. Like we were there for your friends and like, I wanted you to enjoy yourself. And I was like trying my best to like, you know, keep myself together. But I definitely was like, it also doesn't know. help having like people that have been drinking heavily all day at the event continuing yes. to ask you to like come and dance like or do let's you want to drink let's or just like, let's just throw down your throat real quick that like you're a- a- anxious about dancing but i'm gonna keep asking you for the most totally. part though like on the flip side of that yes. i mean i had conversations with my friends after we started dating like yeah. when you were when you came over to my place for the first time yes. with my, all my college friends and like all of them were very respectful i would totally. think for the most They're part amazing. of like i let them know ahead of time that you weren't um drinking and you're you're sober for your own choice i kind of gave them a bit more of your history so they didn't so you didn't have to answer the six thousand questions and i think that's something that i really appreciated that you did when we first started dating and it made me like okay there's another little check on your uh you know your little star list of, that's right. uh, you know er- earning down. my engagement you know uh but like no i, I really did appreciate that because i think it's super exhausting as someone who's mm. sober to like then come into a space where I don't really know these people. And then like being asked sort of like, Oh, like, why don't you drink or why are you sober? Mm. Like I find that kind of sort of conversation is a bit draining for me. And like, Absolutely. I don't, I don't really want to talk about my trauma in of front course. of people I don't know. Yeah. So like, I love that you did that as my partner. And I think that that's what like support looks like for sure support comes in many forms and like even my friends while they were there like you had your sparkling drinks i mean one of my other friends made you kind of the mocktail with yeah, were making it was so nice. and even though we were playing uh drinking, drinking games, games yeah. like you were still included to play right yes. you just uh had a non-alcoholic or a mocktail 
Um, and you got to enjoy most of it because we're, we were just ridiculous. It was my birthday weekend. And, sure. and, and I think like also, like I have to say that it's been like very empowering for me to be around your friends because like, I think those sort of scenarios for me are just like very like heteronormative. And like, I never really got to experience those like growing up. Totally. My so, college friends and college weekends tend to get a bit, uh, yeah, like they're, you know, Bro-y. totally. And I just, I've never played any of like beer pong or whatever. What's the Cup. King's Cup and the yeah. train one or oh, whatever. Yeah, riding the bus. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, it's been fun getting to do that in a space that's safe, but also I can do it that doesn't involve like me drinking. Which totally. And no judgment. Really cool. Exactly. And, and no everyone's like too. so cool about it, you know, and it's like kind of funny when I have to chug things and I'll be like, oh my God, you know, yeah. but I'm just being dramatic. And, 100%. <laughs> But no, it's, it's been good, you know, I think in, in that way. So I appreciate that you've opened me up to that part. <laughs> That's fine. Like, I'm just, I just want to be supportive in that way. Right. And make sure that you're comfortable too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm curious though, like, I guess like now since like dating me and, you know, we've been, you know, being in our relationship, has like being sober or like being more sober curious, like ever been something that's like crossed your mind? Yeah, it's crossed my mind. I honestly don't, since we've been together, I don't think I've been drinking as much or, um, as often. Why do you think that is? Maturity. Maybe I also think having like a sober partner, I'm more aware of like how it uh, makes you feel Mm -hmm. seeing somebody blacked out or, you know, getting to the point um, which I feel like you've said that you're pleasantly surprised of how well I do handle my alcohol in situations. Like, but I also haven't let myself get um, completely just absolutely wasted mm-hmm. in front of you because I think that's a boundary I I don't want to push. Just yeah. how uncomfortable it makes you. Because uh, if I did, I'm obviously not in the right frame of mind to even fathom how you're feeling at that point, and I don't want to see what that snowball looks like. Mm-hmm. Right of like everything kind of going through the night. Um, but I, I still enjoy having my drink with dinner, um, in the summer. I think it's harder, uh, to be honest with you, cause I enjoy having like the cold beer or, um, while I'm, you know, mowing the lawn or yeah. watering your 6,000 plants. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I am curious about it. Like I've thought about it. Right. But um, what's, I guess like for you, like if this is, this is something that I, now that I am sober and I'm always like so curious about that when like if you're only going to have like, let's say one drink, like why, why is it that you want to have like one beer versus like having one sparkling beverage that doesn't have alcohol in it? Like what about the alcohol? I hate tonic water. First of all, sparkling water, your sparkling water drinks just dry. Like I, it's not. Okay. But what about my other like non-alcoholic cocktail drinks? Yeah. Your other non-alcoholic. I've tried them. I've, I've tried them. They're great. So I'm curious, like, I mean, what, like what, what's the, what's the difference for you? I'm curious about that. Um, I'm not sure. I, the association of, I guess, of like having a good time and mm-hmm. having drinks obviously go hand in hand, like having a drink at a concert or not saying that I can't enjoy the concert without that drink, but I think it's like what I associate with those moments. Yeah. Right. It's the ritual. A hundred percent. It's the ritual. Right. Um, I don't know. Hmm. And I'm, You're I'm gonna cur- make me read the book, aren't you? No, whatever. Uh, highly recommend reading the unexpected joys of being sober. Uh, I'm just gonna plug by Catherine Gray. Such a good book. I'm gonna find it in my stocking at Christmas. I know it. <laughs> no, it's it's really good. But I will say that, like, I think that even I think what was great about where we landed with our relationship 
in like my my journey of sobriety like i already really kind of had like four years under my belt you had a really good handle sober you know like you really didn't get to see me at the those sort of like beginning stages which i think were the hardest part um you know so when you know we moved like when we moved in together like you know like I was fine if Tyler, you know, had a drink in front of me or like, you know, we, he could drink while I wasn't drinking. And, you know, even in our house, like, you know, we have sort of like our, our beverage fridge that has like non-alcoholic and alcoholic drinks in it. You know, like I, I'm not at a point anymore in my relationship that, you know, it's sort of triggering to me, but I guess like when we first started like moving in together, like were you like, did you think about those sort of like moments of like how alcohol would be present around me? And like, yeah, like were you concerned about that? I think I did. I mean, even when we first started dating, I, I remember us having dinner and I asked you when we were out, like mm-hmm. if you would mind if I got a drink for dinner, if it yes. bothered you. And yes. you like, and that was the first time after that I felt comfortable enough to like order a drink. And mm-hmm. even when we first started dating, it wasn't like every time we went out either. It was like, randomly that yes. I, I would i would get one or whatever um but i think when you moved in too i also asked if the liquor um bothered you being on the shelf that mm-hmm. i had it on or if you were okay if we made like a little bar that wasn't like maybe predominant is predominant in our house yeah no and i appreciate that and i think that that's like one of the things too that i think like whether you're supporting friends or you're supporting like a partner you know, I think it's really great to like dive in and ask those questions and like, don't be afraid if you think that you're going to say not the right thing. I think it's I, about a- asking, you 100%. know, because it makes it, it makes me feel like you acknowledged it versus like not acknowledging it. To me, it feels a lot worse if you're like not recognizing my sobriety. You but know? I, I also think that goes like asking questions goes on to like on such a deeper level in general with a lot of things, because if you were newly sober and mm-hmm. working through your journey and somebody wasn't coming from a place of education or um, them being respectful, it'd be a lot harder. And like back to being a point of when we talk about queer issues and non-binary and trans people, uh, if those questions come from a place of love and education, the response is going to be accepted and given back with the love and education point of it. Right. So it's always recognizing, asking comfort first. Like, Mm -hmm. is it okay? Can I ask you a question in regards to your sobriety? Or can I ask you a question in regards to your transition instead of just blurting it out and making it an awkward um, kind of more so feel like an attack where you're literally coming from a place of love asking about that. Right. So I feel like for anybody that does have partners or friends out there drinking, like I, I feel like, asking if it's okay to ask about their journey because mm-hmm. somebody may say, you know what, I, I, I'm not at a point where I'm comfortable talking about it and we need to respect those boundaries that are, that are set. Um, you being such a great advocate and um, out there with your journey, mm-hmm. I feel like people probably are gravitated to you to ask questions because you are at that point, you know, and comfortable about talking about it. Totally. And making it, um, making it okay to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I'm definitely trying to like break down sort of the stigma around it. But, you know, I think, yeah, it's like anything. It's, you know, I think asking permission first, you know, and and leading with like, is it okay to ask you about this? Or do you feel comfortable like talking about it, you know? And Um, and then just having the respect too, if somebody does say, you know what, I'm I'm newly sober, I'm not quite comfortable yet, right? Because even a question could be triggering to them, I guess. I'm assuming, right? Totally. 100%. And I think it's too, we need to like change our mindsets 
of like how we are planning events and like doing things, yes. you know, like it just, it drives me bananas. You know, how many times I get invited to, you know, these press events and like the first are like a friend's birthday or whatever. And like the first kind of like draw to like try to get you to come to the event is like free champagne. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Free drinks, free beverages, you know? And yeah. it's like... Why are we leading these sort of like moments of like celebration, whether, I don't know, we're celebrating a birthday or we're having a baby shower or whatever it is, you know, or we're learning about a new product. Why is it that we're like trying to sell substance use to people in order to like enjoy this sort of like moment? I think think with alcohol, though, I think it's like I think they're linked in the sense of um, people kind of letting loose, Mm -hmm. right? Like having the barrier kind of knocked down. I think that's just been for the over decades of you know drinks and kind of letting those guards down i guess to even if they're just trying to sell you something right even if you go to a timeshare that you give it get unlimited alcohol because they're in the hopes that your guard's going to be down to sign whatever it is yeah. right or you're going to enjoy the product that they're selling you more because you're going to relate it to like the good time like we were talking about oh like the free champagne or having drinks and stuff but right. like being your partner and like um realizing like you being invited to events and stuff has just kind of made me realize like how many events don't have non-alcoholic options. Just like, okay, here's your straight juice. Here's your, here's your flat pop. Yeah. This is or water. These are your options. And there's so many good non-alcoholic brands out there. Like, like I kid you not, like our house is full of awesome non-alcoholic brands that blow my mind. Yeah. Right. They're so delicious. They are. And there's not just like, it's not just pop. Totally. And, and and that being said, like, there's also, you know, like, we just had a housewarming party recently. Yeah. You know? And there was, like, multiple people that came to our housewarming party that are not sober. But, like, one was having a baby. You know? Another person totally. is on a medication that doesn't allow them to drink alcohol right now. Like, I don't think people realize that there's, you know, it, you don't have to be sober to not drink. But there's other sort of scenarios that are in people's lives that they just can't drink. Maybe they're the designated driver. So, like, why are we not thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, them as a part of, like, you know, the experience that we're having Absolutely. when we're having people over? I just think that we need to, like, change our mindsets for when sure. we're planning, you know, events and things like that and making sure that we have options for I everyone. I mean, we've, we've talked about it, like, for our wedding and stuff of having, like, an actual bar and a mocktail bar. Yeah. Right? Agreed. I mean, if I had it my way, it'd be a sober wedding, but <laughs> baby steps, big. <babe. laughs> okay. Get me, get me the book first. Yeah. 
But I mean, it's just like, you know, I really just like want to empower and encourage people that, you know, like you don't need alcohol to have fun. And I I hate that there's that sort of stigma of like, oh, if you're sober, it's boring, you know? And it's like, I love that Catherine Gray, you know, in her second book is called Sunshine Sober. And it's like about changing sort of this narrative around being sober. It's like, I feel like I experience way more joy, way more happiness. I have way more fun now being sober than I ever did when I drank because it's like at the end of the day it's like I don't need like an addictive carcinogen to like have fun to like make me relax like I needed to like work through that which caused a little bit more of like internal work and sitting with my own sort of anxiety and fears and trauma to get to a place where I could enjoy myself in the situations but like I don't want to be like reliant on a substance like alcohol in order to just experience happiness and joy and like connecting with people like I think that we as humans can do better than to than to rely on that. I think we need to like break that script. I got a tough question for you. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. Sober. Are you just sober from alcohol or sober from everything? So it's been like, a, you know, I've been sort of on this sort of journey of, you know, kind of figuring out like with my sobriety, you know, for a really long time, I was sober from everything, you know, like I stopped doing, you know, I was really big into drinking. I also was really big. I loved fucking MDMA. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and you still can't dance. Babe. I don't understand. <laughs> I, uh, t- I know, but like, oh my God, you know, I, I, I also, you know, like 4FA, ketamine, like I was just like, I love party kid. Yeah, That's I was. You first that met. was just you're, like, you're a party kid. that was my, that was my jam, you know, Bla- bleach blonde hair and K. I love it. Exactly. And then, you know, like I think that there was a period of my life, you know, where I also was like smoking weed a lot of time, like a lot, you know, like mm-hmm. I was doing it like every day, you know, I, I became, I really enjoyed this sort of ritual that one of my best friends, Kristen, I had where we would go to the park, we'd meet up after a long day's work, we'd like go watch the sunset in the park and smoke a joint, you know, and that just sort of like became this sort of like relaxing ritual that we had. And, you know, so, you know, I think with us, you know, both of us like have been smoking weed here and here and there, like through, you know, but it's like, for me, it's like a very like, I, th- I think you've gone from the MDMA chemical created to yeah. uh, your hippie self of getting back to like just natural. Totally. I mean, it's definitely like a very natural thing, but it's also something that like, you know, I'm when, if I do do it, I'm, I want to make sure that like, if I'm smoking a joint with you, it's like in a moment where I don't, I'm not needing it, you know, it, it's sort of like, it's just like, it's sort of it becomes sort of something that we're kind of like did do together and we're going to go play video games or whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's not, um, I'm really, you're not relying on it. Exactly. Like I'm really trying to make sure that I'm like consciously like using it when I'm in like a really good headspace, you know, versus like me falling into like an old script where I'm using it to numb. Like I'm Mm -hmm. really like trying not to use it in that way. You know, it's like sometimes I have trouble sleeping. So like, you know, I do enjoy like sometimes when I'm like in sort of this, really anxious stage of like my life with my work and stuff like using it like smoking a joint and I know that I'm gonna have a good sleep that night you know like things like that like sometimes I I I do like kind of dabble into it I'll be the first to admit that but yeah you know I think it's but I think that's like part of your sober journey now like I feel like when we first started dating it wasn't a prominent thing if you like doing other um substances like on the on the side like you were very like we talked about it yeah and you definitely said that you you haven't smoked in a long time or you know mushrooms or whatever it is so totally. i think it's like taken our relationship like almost two years too to to come to a point mm-hmm. where 
it's comfortable or even myself, right? Like yeah. again, like work. Yes. Hopefully they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, I, I think it's like, it's very much for us. It's like that little special activity that we're doing once it's, in a while. Yeah, so you know, like, rare now. Yeah. And like just in a good spot or, you know, we're both on vacation totally. or, you know, have that time away where it's not, you know, interfering with our, um, everyday, everyday routines. Right? Totally. Exactly. And that, that would be the only time that I would ever like partake in, in sort of that, I think. But it's also interesting though, because I like, there is like no, I, I don't know if I ever had like a negative re- relationship with weed. Like, I think I, I enjoyed the ritual of it and I kind of stopped, mm-hmm. I guess, like smoking it every day. Cause I realized that it was like, I also was like gaining so much like weight. Cause I was just like Snacks. eating so much food, like, smoking it which I you know it was it was that was also hard on me like mentally but um yeah I I don't know I don't I I don't think I ever had like a negative script Mm. with with it so I guess it's why it doesn't bother me to do it every like now and again it's so interesting like I'm not sober from drinking but I went through a phase of I mean, I used to smoke like almost like a large freezer size, like <laughs> oh Ziploc bag to myself in a week. Like it was terrible. Like yeah. in the, in the uh, in, like when I was um, a teen and going mm. through everything that I was going through, figuring out myself, I totally numbing. I'd rather just get high all day and, uh, you know, just kind of go, go through life with that little, like, you know, happy smile on my face, the buzz smile on my face totally. being like, hi. Um, and it just, you know, kind of. I guess they helped me work through my stuff, but at the same time, I think it was just numbing everything that I also needed to deal with. Um, yeah, I smoked a lot of weed. Like I smoked a lot of weed, and I think it went. It took me going to back to college to be a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Um, quit cold turkey. Yeah, like quit smoking weed, cold turkey. I get really bad migraines, and even it wasn't even having to smoke a whole joint or anything like that. But like to to smoke. Um, a little a pinner or whatever, mm-hmm. and my migraine would be gone in like, you know, minutes. So that was, I think, the hardest part for me. But yeah, I, I stopped smoking cold turkey going back to school for college because I was like, well, I'm going to have to get drug tested for every municipality that I'm going to have to apply to. Mm-hmm. And then now it just trickled down into the job that I that I am that we there is zero tolerance. So, it's, yeah. you know, I'm very careful. But but I think to your point, like what you opened with, I think that people, you know, I, I don't think that you can really get to a place of healing until you understand what coping feels like, you know? And I think that we sometimes need coping in order to like, you know, become strong enough to get to a place to heal, you know, and, and to be aware, you know, I think of our scripts. So, you know, I, I don't think people should ever like regret or whatever like their journeys that they're that they've been on you know like i don't at all no i mean i always say like my, i always tell everybody like you're only going to regret a situation if you didn't learn from it yeah so if you didn't learn anything from that it goes for everything in life mm-hmm. bad breakups jobs being sober finding your traumas whatever it is if yeah. you have any regret you didn't learn the lesson that you were supposed to learn in that situation mm-hmm. right so true now i'm curious to you though because you know in getting to know you I was a bit surprised that you haven't really done like hard drugs before. And so I'm curious, like what stopped you <laughs> from so experimenting with that, especially being such a prevalent part of like our party. Are you asking, are you asking me this because I'm fully tattooed? Is this like, do you, is this what you're asking Yeah, you for? know, I feel like we're like back in, in, in yeah, Peru and you know, cocaine, cocaine. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, like, don't, I mean, I definitely did 
my fair share of drugs. I just didn't, it wasn't my vibe. Like I, I've definitely tried the MDMA. I did acid when I was in high school once, which was like a complete trip. Um, I definitely tried it, but it just wasn't my thing. Like I just okay. always went back to just smoking weed. I just liked how I felt on just smoking. Like mm-hmm. I definitely just like the, like the chill, you know, I just want to sit in a wall and laugh at everything. But do you think it's like a control thing? Did you not like that drugs made you lose control uh, of who you are? No. No? Okay. I just, I mean, with Coke, I, I didn't like anything up my nose. Okay. I didn't like the drip. Um, MDMA just, I think it was great in the moment, but uh-huh. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just never, it's funny because- I don't think I have an addictive personality, but like other things in my life, I'm like, I definitely have an addictive personality, but I just, I don't know. You tell me, I mean, cookies, Oreos, obviously (laughs) is my (laughs) (laughs) go-to. Instead of talking about hard drugs, we need to be talking about my Oreo addiction, but like Tylenol. Ah! Oh, hi Ace. Um, (laughs) My dog just tackled us. Yeah, no, I just, I, I don't know. I just never. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It mm-hmm. just was something I never kind of was like seeking after of doing hard drugs. I don't know. No, that's fair. I mean, it was opposite for me. I think that's why I enjoyed hard drugs so much because I felt like I could finally let go. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm such a control freak of maybe. every aspect of my life. So I, can, like, I can see that for you. I'm not, I'm not that much of a control freak. So maybe it was just. I'm your control freak. Uh, correct. <laughs> That'd be very much correct. Oh God! Miles has this. Uh, speaking of being a control freak, let's go on a little rant here. Um, oh. I, I, Miles has this. If I leave something out, it could be anything. It could be a water bottle that I have left out in in a place that Miles thinks that this uh, water bottle does not belong. Miles will literally pick up the water bottle and go, "What is this? What is this? Do you need it? Does it go here? Does and it like, have a give, place? does it have a place? And is that place here where you've left it? Will ask me a thousand questions about the items." The worst part about this, I'm going to like rat you out right now. The worst part was when we moved in and you were rearranging like the ha- my house that <laughs> you moved into. <laughs> Miles was rearranging the house, but started to do it with like my mother's stuff. I was like, Marlene, what is this? Do you use this? How often do you use it? Does it go here? Does it have a better place? No, you're not a control freak at all. Miles. Not at all. You know, I, I, I just think that everything has a place and it doesn't, you know, I hate clutter. My, my, uh, my family loves clutter and it gives me anxiety. So I, I love things being away. I got it. I understand. I had a- but no, I am a hundred percent. I feel like I need to be in control of everything in my life. I hate things that I can't predict. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe that's why we're, um, a good match. Yeah, I, I mean, just feel you, like you I'm, let me manage your life. A lot, I feel like good. I'm the chaos that you just need to continually manage i don't know if chaos is the right word i just mm. think you're like a free spirit and i, I help give you like direction <laughs> so <laughs> i get voluntold a lot of stuff <laughs> hey it works for me lots of shit gets done <laughs> clearly anyways off topic oh my god being sober hey so to really wrap up this episode i'm curious if you have any advice i think for like other people out there i know you've shared a few things but if there's any other sort of pieces of advice that you have for people in relationships with someone that's sober sober curious or maybe like how friends can support each other that you have from from like your perspective yeah i really think honestly it goes back to just being asking permission to ask questions and um 
it just takes a lot of the relief. It, like you said, in, in a couple of episodes ago of just um, doing your own education mm-hmm. instead of making that person feel like they have to be your Google um, all the time. So, you know, asking permission to ask questions about somebody's journey and place of sobriety uh, coming from a place of education and love instead of, you know, um, shame or questioning mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I also think like being mindful, right? Like being mindful that if you are throwing a party, maybe there are people that are, you know, like you said, maybe, um, newly sober or mm-hmm. again, maybe on a medication that doesn't allow them to drink at the moment, having other options as well. Or even when you have uh, that invite that you are putting out there, we are we're constantly now you know thinking about people's dietary restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, just adding it as another question: like, is there um, non-alcoholic drinks, or do you prefer you know mocktails? Or totally, it's like normalizing. One hundred percent normalizing it, and just having an open dialogue, and just really being aware of um, not asking consistently. Well, why aren't you drinking? Right. I feel like that's probably a big thing of like, well, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. Cause I feel right? like those and questions are like very much a lot of the time, like projections of like sure. other people's insecurities of it. And it's like, they're feeling shame because then there's someone in the room that's yeah, not drinking. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then like, you know, just keep in mind that those can be triggering questions and just you reading the room. And if somebody does give you, um, an answer back, that's like, actually I'm not comfortable talking about it to like restrict respect those boundaries or it's like Um, when someone's like oh just have one shot or just have a drink even if they're just saying it like i've had a lot of friendships in my life that have like done that in situations and it's bothered me so much of course like like, it's not a funny joke no but because it's not respectful yes it's not respect no there's no respect in doing that at all totally right that's like god i mean you just read page uh elliot pages um page boy yes Right. Of like, how many times does he mention in that book of, well, you know, just sleep with a man and it'll change everything. It's the exact same thing. Exactly. You don't, you just no respect. Yeah. Not funny. Fine line. Not funny. Right. Agreed. Something else that I think that you also do really well, which I really appreciate and, you know, makes me feel real dainty and cute um, is when we go to like events, like even if we're going to like a concert or we're like going out at whatever sort of event, like a lot of the time, even without asking, you'll sort of just like bring me like a non-alcoholic like drink or like a sparkling water or like a ginger ale or something. And I, and I, I really love that you do that in those situations because like, you know, sometimes like I don't really want to go up to the bar and like be sort of in that yeah, totally. scenario. Cause then I get, I get fearful that people are going to be like, Oh, do a shot with me or something like that. And so I just love that you kind of like take that initiative you know, and, and I think that, like, regardless if you're in a relationship or you're in a friendship, I think that that can be a really great way to, like, show your support to someone who is, like, Absolutely. sober curious or sober and by being sort of, like, that person for them to, like, you know, because yeah, when you have all, a glass in your hand, you feel better, you know? hundred percent. It doesn't, um, a lot of, uh, you know, mixed liquor drinks, right? I yeah. mean, nobody would know the difference if you're drinking rum and Coke or just Coke. Exactly. I mean, that's my... That's my favorite thing to do is like, I know my limits and some, I drink Ryan gingers and at some point in the night, I will just, just switch to ginger ale and who's going to know the difference. Uh, totally. So having a glass for sure. And something like I've had to do when I was first trying to get sober, like at work events, it was like really hard because, you know, the kind of work culture was like, you know, on the weekends or Fridays, we would all go drinking and 
So I just like, I would sort of like make a, you know, say that I had to go to the bathroom and I would go over to like the bartender and I would just tell them, I'm like, Hey, like I'm sober. And like, I would just really appreciate like if there's any drinks that are ordered like to the table, like if there's like a round of champagne or something like, can you please Mm -hmm. like just serve me like a sparkling apple juice or like whatever. Like I, cause I didn't really feel comfortable at that time sort of like going through this with my coworkers cause I didn't want to get the discussion. And you know, I sort of made this alliance with the bartender, you know? For sure. And that's again, the thing of like you being in your stages of um, being newly sober mm-hmm. of the uncomfortable conversations and not wanting to have, to have those like deep conversations with coworkers that you only work with from Monday to Friday, not somebody who you trust enough to have those like meaningful conversations about your journey. Absolutely. Uh, Well, cuties, thank you so much for joining us today on talking about sobriety and what kind of support looks like, I think, within our relationship. Um, We appreciate you all so much. Be sure to follow us and leave us an amazing review and stay tuned for the next episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.